Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, I know, Gavin, I wanted to do the porn show too, but we can't. That bad shit happened. Ass. The following podcast contains... Man, you have got to teach me some of those old man swear words. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you're the only country in the world where this happens this often, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, February 16th, 2018. Same shooting, different dead edition of the show, where we talk about the endless loop of our National Onion headline. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Sanity, the simple solution to so many problems. Do you live in a nation where a single activist organization exerts total control over a single political issue that kills thousands of your citizens each year? Are your representatives bought and paid for by a single-issue advocacy group funded primarily by the manufacturers of the items they advocate for? Are you tired of watching children being murdered in their schools because that organization is so effective at prohibiting discussion on the topic without hyperbole and bullshit? Try Sanity. Note, the producers of Sanity would like to inform you that the supply is incredibly low. But that's okay, because the demand is exponentially smaller. Here are some more people with missing chromosomes who ought to be thrown screaming from a helicopter. <laughs> gun enthusiasts, you know? Oh yeah, I'm a gun. I'm a gun enthusiast. Oh yeah, well I'm a blowjob enthusiast. You wanna see me shoot? Cock this and I'll discharge a load for you. And I'm not against guns. I'm not one of those mindless Hollywood cocksuckers. I'm not against guns. I'm not against bullets. I'm not even against people shooting each other. <laughs> Shit, shooting somebody's part of the American dream. I don't care who it is. Parents, teachers, kids, fuck them. Let them get shot. Doesn't bother me. But speaking of mindless Hollywood cocksuckers, before Charlton Heston became president of these dickless lunatics in the NRA, they had a different guy. Had a different guy. He's still one of their major spokesmen. His name is Wayne LaPierre. What kind of a name for a gun nut is Wayne LaPierre? Doesn't this sound a little fruity to you? Hi, I'm Wayne. I'm a gun person. Bang, bang. Do you want to know what I had planned for doing this week? Porn. Yeah, I know. I had the whole thing. I was going to talk about Ross Douthat's stupid fucking article in the Sunday New York Times blaming them sexual harassment and all the bad things in the universe on porn. Oh, was going to be great. I planned on riffing about how hard it was to get porn growing up, hiding spank mags in the woods and trying to see a glimpse of boob through the digital snow on late night Skinamax. I was looking forward to a show that was pure puffery and jokes, but then... Shit happened. Yeah. Shit happened. And I'm tired, tired, tired 
of doing the fucking show that I now have to do again for fuck, I don't know, how many times have I done this fucking show over its three-year run, San Bernardino, Orlando, Vegas, and now Parkland, and those are just the mass shootings that were big enough, bloody enough to make my stupid fucking podcast. It's a simple concept, guys. If it bleeds, it leads. I mean, there were hundreds, shit over the past three years, thousands of other shootings that didn't make this shitty podcast. They barely even made the national media. And I don't want to be here talking about the same shooting every time, with just with different dead. But you know, I'm also really, 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 really sick and fucking tired of people murdering fucking children. Oh, fuck. Let's do the fast rundown and get this shit out of the way. On the Wednesday, a 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz entered the school he was recently expelled from for undisclosed disciplinary issues in Parkland, Florida, popped some smoke grenades, pulled a fire alarm, and then opened fire with, you guessed it, a legally purchased rifle. Would anyone like to guess what kind of rifle he was using? AR-15, range of 1,800 feet. That's right, the Colt AR-15 derivative rifle, originally designed for use by the United States Army, who found their previous weapon wasn't even a big enough hole in the body of the enemy. The AR-15 is an air-cooled, gas-operated, magazine-fed weapon, chambered for 223 caliber rounds in the civilian version. With a standard 30-round magazine, optional 100-round drum attachment, the AR-15 provides impressive firepower. In street-level semi-automatic mode, it can fire upward of 130 rounds a minute. At that rate of fire, it's no wonder the AR-15 is the preferred weapon of mass murderers in America today. So Cruz killed 17 people, wounded between 11 and 14 more, in his little rampage, before he left the school in the mass of the fleeing, terrified children. He then went to Subway, had a $5 foot long, popped over to McDonald's for a soda, and then the police arrested him just a few minutes later after that. God damn it, there's still so many details that we don't know, but what we know so far is checking off the mass shooter boilerplate index like a motherfucker. The guy was loner, he was disaffected, obsessed with guns, had a long history of disciplinary problems, his parents had died, he was in foster care at his relative's house, the police had been to his house 35 fucking times, and the FBI, the FBI was tipped off about this kid, but you know... They just never bothered to go check on him. With all of this going on, not only was he legally allowed to buy a fucking gun because he was over the age of 18, and in Florida, if you have a pulse and you're over 18, they basically give you a fucking gun. But, you know, everyone thought he was getting better, so they let him keep his fucking guns. It's easy as pie. In and out, all done and dusted. And he wasn't subtle in his plans to do what guys like him eventually always do. He'd posted extensively on social media images of him with his guns. His classmates all voted him the kid most likely to shoot up to school. He, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm, I know I'm old. I know I'm old and the world has changed. And I don't know what it's like to be a kid today. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that if I were in high school today and there was one kid in my class that everyone's like, oh yeah, that guy's going to come back and kill all of us. I might fucking think to myself, hey, maybe somebody should get all of Nick's guns before he comes back and kills all of us. That sounds like a great, wonderful idea. Let's do that. But you know, we can't regulate 
crazy? There's nothing we can do about mentally disturbed people. I mean, what are we going to do? Run around locking people up for things that they might do? What are they, like Muslims or Mexican immigrants? That's insane. No, no, this that's not what we do here in America. How do you feel about gun control? Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody mentioned the GC word. Let's not go politicizing the senseless murder of children with some crazy liberal ideology. I mean, what kind of monster would dare use the death of 17 children to advance their petty politics, right? No, sir. This is not that kind of podcast. Best we just stick with what we always do in these situations because it has worked so well for so many times before. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the grieving families. You're goddamn right. Hey, look, look. Let's not talk about liberal pipe dreams of common-sense gun laws that are clearly off the table in any meaningful way. I mean, despite the fact that 95% of Americans are in favor of universal background checks on all gun purchases, including private ones, which is how this fucking schmuck got his goddamn gun. You know, we shouldn't mention that a broad majority of Americans of both political parties support a raft of simple, easily implemented gun control measures that experts all agree would actively reduce the number of gun deaths in this country across the board, particularly in suicide and accidental deaths. They talking about taking away our guns so they can control us. Actually, no one is even seriously suggesting repealing the Second Amendment and taking away anybody's guns. He's lying! He's lying! He's lying! He's lying! I'm, I'm, I, I, can I just get a word in edgewise? Fucking fascist! Wait, just listen to me! A Nazi stooge like you. Gavin, who let the fuckers from the NRA in the goddamn booth with you? I have only five words for you. From my cold, dead hands. Oh shit, it's zombie Charlton Heston. Run! I've made all the arguments for gun control a sane human being can rationally make. All of us sane human beings have talked until we're blue in the face and nothing fucking changed. Why? Because the NRA is fucking better at uh, this than we are. They are kicking our asses, and they have been for decades. And you you want to know something funny? Something funny? <laughs> yeah, funny, ha-ha, but funny like, oh, wow, tens of thousands of people have fucking died over the decades because of this funny? The NRA, because of all this, is the largest mass murderer in American history. That's quite an accomplishment. I know. They literally rewrote an amendment to the U.S. fucking Constitution so that their benefactors, the gun manufacturers, could sell more guns. And they did it right in front of everyone's nose and got away with it. Which brings us to our way back. Our way back this week finds us on May 21st, 1977, and the National Rifle Association is about to embark on the greatest program of mass murder in human history. You see, once upon a time, the NRA had a fairly simple mandate. It taught shooters gun safety and supported sportsmen who liked to hunt. The NRA it even advocated for gun control in the 1960s. Now, admittedly, a lot of that was in response to the fear of black folks like the Black Panthers owning guns. I don't understand them, but they frighten me. But that's another show altogether. But in 1977, a fellow by the name of Harlan Carter staged a coup in the NRA and took over the leadership. 
Harlan Carter, who was Trumpian on immigration before Trump, actually murdered a Mexican in 1931. And he was adamantly against gun control. He wrote the NRA membership, quote, We can win it on a simple concept. No compromise, no gun legislation. Unquote. Carter opposed background checks for gun purchasers, saying that the use of guns by violent criminals and the mentally ill is, quote, the price we pay for freedom, unquote. Under Carter, the NRA ballooned in membership and exponentially grew in fundraising and political influence. Rather than financing programs that taught people how to shoot safely and encouraged responsible gun ownership, the NRA began political lobbying. Shit, the NRA revolutionized political lobbying. Oh, sure, the NRA donates money to candidates, but the real secrets are the members of the NRA. And their members are... They go batshit crazy. Every time the NRA stimulates their pleasure centers by whispering in their ears, government gonna get you guns, these fuckers turn out. They are a solid base block of the GOP, and the members donate to local candidates. And the members are well known to their politicians, their candidates. They are activated, they are energized, and let me tell you something about NRA voters. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. The secret is the NRA is a hardcore of fissile materials that detonates at the merest hint of legislative actions that even vaguely appear to maybe be related to gun control. Just ask Louisiana Republican and pro-gun state rep Dodie Horton, who was featured on a recent episode of This American Life. She introduced a bill to bar toy guns on school campuses that look like real guns. We're not talking super soakers. We're talking about these airsoft things that would get your fucking ass blown away if you pull them out in front of a cop, even if you're a white kid. After a sheriff in her district asked her to do this, and she was viciously attacked by the NRA members, not even the NRA, who studiously said, well, we don't, uh, we don't have a position on this because it's not guns. The membership of the NRA came out for her blood because it just sounded like gun control. And you know what? How fucking insane is this whole concept that they were trying to pass a law to get rid of the toy guns yet? And now they're thinking about banning toy guns and they're gonna keep the fucking real ones! <laughs> But way, way, way more impressive was the NRA managing to overturn 150 years of jurisprudence on the Second Amendment. You see, prior to 2008, the Supreme Court weighed in exactly three times on the Second Amendment, and each time was in favor of the government restricting ownership of guns. Why? Because the commonly accepted interpretation of said amendment was always focused on well-regulated and militia. But the NRA shopped around for a plaintiff and found a guy named Dick Heller, and Dick Heller was a fucking lunatic filled with crazy-ass anti-government views, but he had a case they thought they could win. And when they did, and in 2008, Heller versus D.C. was heard before the Supreme Court, and for the first time in American jurisprudence, the right of the individual to keep and bear arms was enshrined. From 1789 until 2008, the Second Amendment was viewed one way, and then in 2008, 
It was viewed in entirely the opposite. The door to fucking gun laws going down and the mass murder that ensued was kicked down and the boot that went through the door first that fucking kicked open the door for the NRA was dead Antonin Scalia. That fucker. After Heller, gun laws and all the red states just started fucking disappearing. And not coincidentally, gun deaths started climbing from 31,000 in 2008 to 38,000 per a year in 2016. The 2017 numbers are not in yet, but oh yeah, they're expected to be even higher. Probably just a coincidence. The NRA rewrote the Constitution with the help of the GOP and their judges, and people are dying because that happened. As crime plummeted, the NRA beat the drums of crime and fear of violence to justify their agenda of destroying the simple gun laws that could save people's lives until they finally dominated the entire conversation. So now, I'm not even allowed to point out in any civil conversation that maybe we could be discussing some kind of law that just could help a little bit. Shut your goddamn mouth. You better raise the fuck up. And the NRA doesn't speak for the average gun-owning American, y'all. The kind of folks who have a couple of guns for whatever reason, hunting, self-defense, they just really like guns. Those folks are the same one in favor of some common sense gun laws. They want background checks to close the gun show loopholes, to tag bullets, implementation of smart technology and guns, to keep their three-year-old from blowing daddy's head off because daddy's such a fucking idiot, he left his gun on the fucking table where baby could get his hands on it. Polling has confirmed this over and over to all the folks out there, some of whom are my friends and my family. Let me state unequivocally and for the record and in perpetuity, I don't want to fucking take your guns and I do not support laws that will take your guns. You are accused of deceit and treachery. Hey, Gavin, we, we missed one of the NRA zombies. Could you just like take care of that really quick? Thanks, dude. But my words are drowned in a wash of bullshit all pouring out of the NRA. So let me propose a modest, yet increasingly logical idea. Let's pluck a page from the GOP playbook. Stop attacking the issue. Attack the messenger. Let's go after the NRA. Let's do to them what they did to us. Demonize, delegitimize, and destroy their credibility. Lay the blame for every incident at the feet of the NRA. Split the NRA from away from the people from the sane people who just want to have a gun legally and safely. Associate the NRA with a fringe element that actually is their consistency and actually is a fringe. Make the brand so toxic that even the gun manufacturers turn their back on them, which is quite a feat since they are paying for the NRA, but once upon a time, cigarette companies were paying to put cigarettes in our mouths, and we were just smoking like it was nobody's business. But now, cigarette companies are the devil, and all the companies that own cigarette makers suddenly decided to stop paying to put cigarettes in our mouths and the mouths of kids, and smoking rates went down. Nobody outlawed cigarettes, they just made them super expensive and socially repugnant. I'm yeah, you see the point I'm trying to make here? What I'm saying is we can marginalize the NRA by cutting them off from the middle ground and associating them with a batshit crowd that forms their crunchy inner nougat. Besides, this shit cannot keep going this way, and it will until we find a way to shut the fucking NRA up. 
Now, a lot of folks on my left are going to say that I'm wrong, say that we have to go after guns. That's the problem. And the science is on their side of getting rid of their guns. And I know, and I know. But let me tell you, that's not going to happen. So we get on something we might have a chance of doing. Best to kill the snake that we can actually get our hands on instead of worrying about the snake that we never can. We're not getting rid of guns. We just have to deal with that. Stop talking about taking guns. Stop talking. It's stopping the people that keep you and me from speaking on a topic that we fundamentally agree on. Common sense gun control. The only reason that we can't have a rational conversation about this is the air so polluted by the rabid propagandists who make an awful lot of money for themselves by keeping us from having the conversation. The NRA, at the end of the day, is a business that runs on a fabricated disagreement. The NRA is run on the blood of murdered children. And that is not something any decent human being should stand up for. So let's stop fighting each other and fight the evil that makes us fight. Fuck, I don't know. Think of it like Star Wars and the Emperor, if that helps. Or, you know, we can just keep letting people murder children. Whatever feels good, I guess. Because I don't know about you. I'm mighty, mighty tired of doing the same show over and over again. I'm sick to death of reading the news about an endless stream of mass shootings and accidental shootings and suicides and just plain murders, all facilitated by guns. I know that you're a responsible gun owner, a hunter, a collector, a person who believes your gun is going to save you from whatever boogeyman lives underneath your individual bed. Unless that boogeyman is the government of the New World Order or Black Lives Matter, then fuck you, you're an asshole and a moron. But I don't want to make this about you. Damn, y'all, you got to meet me halfway here. So we meet halfway on the NRA. Let's get these fuckers out of the game. You're voters. You can pick and choose your candidates for yourselves. Do some research. Find a candidate who has fucking views independent of the NRA that you just kind of fucking agree with and vote for that person. We libs don't have a network devoted to smacking down every law and every candidate we don't like. And you really, really, really don't want us to get one because if it keeps going like this, and these days, it's, this is going to happen sooner rather than later, we're eventually going to get one. And then you're going to be fucked. And if you don't think that it can happen, if you don't think that 15 or 20 years from now, we can arrive at a place where we are taking your guns. If you're so certain that guns are ingrained or even ubiquitous, that they just can never go away. Let me just say that in my lifetime alone, I can remember smoking on an airplane. Forget smoking in bars. I smoked on a fucking airplane. And a few years before that, ashtrays were on every desk in every office. And people knew for years that smoking was killing people, and they smoked anyway. And then one day, enough people got together and started passing laws, and then a decade or so later, you could only smoke outside. 5.1 miles from the front of the building every third Sunday in months that ended in you wearing. Cigarettes cost a fortune, and when you light one up, people look at you like you're a goddamn leper, actively dropping Barty parts as you shuffle along. And I know you're saying to yourself, well, smoking isn't enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah, keep saying that shit. Because the NRA fixed one thing in the Supreme Court. We can fix it the other way when there's enough of us. And you'll find yourself standing outside in the freezing rain, holding your gun next to the last three smokers and me that haven't quit or died, just fucking shivering. But don't worry, buddy. You can always bum a light off me. That is it for our show this week. God, I really wanted to do the porn show. 
Could have been so innocent, so fun to talk about porn. I mean, the orange fecal ball just had another porn star step out of the woods today to talk about uncomfortable old man sex with him. Ugh. God. All right. Okay. Maybe it's good I didn't do that show because now I'm feeling a little queasy. Speaking of inducing nausea, did you know you can make other feel the same sort of vague sense of being unwell as you are currently experiencing as you listen to this show? Just rate and review the show wherever you found it, and pretty soon all sorts of people will get that little wash of spit in the back of their mouth that presages a good upchuck. If the medical directions say induce vomiting immediately, follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. All of the shows that make you heave are on the show name and SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Marlboro Man Dave Bledsoe, producer Parliament Like Gavins, and all the other fictional Virginia Slim Smokers on the show, we want to say, if anyone takes this song just a little too seriously, you should definitely tell someone. We'll see you all next week well acquainted with the touch of a velvet hands like a lizard on a window pane the man in the crowd with his multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime the sole confession of his wife which he ate and donated to the national trust Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.